Hey, welcome to Stops and Starts, a women's hockey podcast. I'm your host, Lindsay Glavin, and this is episode 19. If you are paying attention to women's hockey at all, you will know that right now we are in neck deep in the world's uh, Women's World's Championship. Uh, semifinals are happening today. The teams are USA versus Czechia and Canada versus Switzerland. Um, this is an historic women's world because it's the first one ever in an Olympic year. Um, and it might be the first time that they've had 10 teams rather than eight, but I'm not sure about that. Um, so I've been enjoying, um, watching the hockey. Um, unfortunately, you know, I think when you watch women's hockey, there's always different elements are in place. And then there's always, you know, a couple things where you're like, oh, I wish that was a little bit different. Um, you know, I, I think watching the blowouts is, um, it's not the most compelling hockey in the world, but it is still, um, lots to appreciate when, um, appreciate the production, appreciate the excellence and the playmaking. Um, and then if you kind of, unfortunately the group B stuff is not on, uh, broadcast in North America, and maybe I'll touch on that a little bit later. Um, but if you kind of dig into a lot of the writing on the IHF site, it's, you know, it's clear that there is a lot of, there are competitive games out there happening. Um, unfortunately we're just not necessarily seeing them. Um, this go round, it is Canada who's struggling a little bit to score out of Canada and the United States. Um, United States defeated them 5-2 during group play. Um, and the United States is just, they're just on fire with their scoring. Um, they, of the top 10 scorers in the tournament, seven are American. Um, and a lot, of, a lot of young players, there's defenders in there. I mean, they're just getting it from all over. Well... I would say especially <clears throat> their their top two and a half lines. Uh, the line of Kessel, Heisey, and Carpenter um, is on fire. I think they probably lead the tournament in points. Um, Hannah Bilka, a young player from Boston College, um, who's playing with Brandt, who's a veteran, and Knight, who is, of course, the oldest player on the team. Uh, Bilka, has she's third in, in points in the tournament, and, and she has 11 points. So um, those two lines are absolutely crushing it. And then you also have Abby Rock, who they're using as a 13th forward, who looks fantastic out there. Um, I saw the United States actually score a goal off of a face-off in the offensive zone, which is something I have not seen them do in ages. And who was at the heart of it? Abby Rock. Um, that was something that Canada was doing very well last year, was um, squeezing out some goals off of set plays off of the uh, uh, puck drop in the offensive zone. And it was, you know, something that... You know, you just kept wondering, like, God, when are the Americans going to kind of um, do something similar? And so we saw it. The other thing that I thought Canada did great like a year ago was they, they have this knack for, I think they must practice it like crazy, these incredible tip-ins from the slot, just one touch. And sure enough, um, Abby Rock had a tip-in goal from the slot, just very... I think she might be a dual citizen, um, to be quite honest. It was very Canadian. Maybe that's what's going on here. It was very Canadian of her. Um, I think one of the defenders got the puck to Kessel on the side of the net, and Kessel kind of, I think the goalie thought Kessel was going to one-time it in the net, but Kessel smartly just kind of like hard pass it to the slot. Rock just tipped it in. Again, that one-touch tip from the slot. It was it was the kind of offense that we were used to seeing Canada do a year ago, whereas Canada's stuff has um, a little bit dried up, and um, they just look like they're just struggling a little bit. They're getting the shots, but they're just not getting the result, and I think you can actually see how it's stressing them out a little bit at this point. Um, 
and that's in contrast to the Americans. Um, I didn't mention her yet, but, you know, Kendall Coyne's another one. She's got 10 points in the tournament. It seems like every time she goes on the ice, she gets an assist. So a um, lot of different contributions from the Americans. Um, they are a fun team to watch right now. Um, obviously, the biggest North American story is that Knight broke the all-time IHF scoring record. The other day, she got 87 points. Um, it was, you know, it was pretty cool to see and it invited conversations you know is she the greatest of all time blah 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 if we're keeping in um my own take on that is I could never pick a greatest of all time her career is not over that though yet and and maybe by the time her career is over if she can add let's just say she could add another olympic gold and be impactful for for one more quad and leave a viable pro league in her wake I think that night might be the greatest of all time but that's a whole bunch of stuff that hasn't happened yet. So right now, I think she's, you know, in that conversation. And I personally don't, I can't pick a greatest of all time. I, I think, you know, Poole and Knight, Wickenheiser, Hefford, Granado, um, Angela James, the list goes on. Too many, too many great players for um, me personally to pick a greatest of all time um, in this team sport, you know. Um but anyway, as it relates to the tournament, what I wanted to say about Knight was just, oh my gosh, coming into the tournament, I didn't even, you know, you never know what to expect. She led the Americans in points in Beijing. Um, you know, I thought she was one of the best looking players um, on the ice for the gold medal game for the Americans. Um, I think casual hockey fans who just drifted in and watched that gold medal game in Beijing, they would say, yeah, the best American is, is Knight. She's, she's not um, washed up at all. Um, but I, nonetheless, I just didn't know what to expect coming into Worlds. Um, but Knight still looks really good out there. She still is a factor. Um, I don't know that she touches the puck as much as she once did. But that's always been a little bit of her game, I think, in the past several years. Like, she's just very smart. I don't know if anyone plays away from the puck better than her. Um, and then, obviously, her, you know, she's a classic power forward and... In many ways, she's fun to watch because she's so different than the other players. Um, there's nothing wrong with folk, you know, saying, oh, my game is skill and speed. Um, and that's what a lot of these other players have. Um, and they're fun to watch. But just the longevity that Knight has gotten um, out of sort of settling in as that just power forward who can score, who can stay healthy, who's big, who's strong. Um, who doesn't, uh, there's no highs and lows with her as far as when you are watching, you know, if she hasn't been getting the points, she looks the same as, you know, she gets maybe a little bit more smiley when she starts racking up the points, but she's so even keel out there. Um, but anyway, I, I think that Knight at the beginning of this tournament, I was like, I don't know if she's going to break the the record this tournament. You, you really don't know. Some folks, their production slowly declines. Some go off a cliff, right? You, you just don't know. But I think um, two things. Um, I'm so bad at getting to the point. One, the fact that she's gotten this record before the two most important games in the tournament is great. Boom, get that out of the way. Uh, now the whole team can focus on the real goal at hand. That's the first thing. The second thing is while we've been focusing on night, that line of Bilka, Brandt, and Knight has been quietly heating up. I think that Bilka has been getting more comfortable game after game after game. 
and particularly in the Hungry Game where she got a hat trick and like it was probably just a huge confidence boost to her and probably more important to the young players on the team to get that game against um, Hungary. Yeah, it helped, you know, Knight get a couple more points, but like for the young players to get a, one more chance to settle in against a team that's not frankly Canada, um, that could only have helped them. And like early in the tournament, it was like, wow, Kessel Heisey Carpenter, that is going to be the game breaking line. But, but going, you know, going into today, I don't think that the team could, you know, those guys very well might be, but the team could not feel better. I don't think about that Bilka Brandt and Nightline. Um, no offense tonight, but like to have a 33 year old playing that well and produce that, like helping that young player produce that much at 33 years old. Like I, I, I don't, I just don't know that you, um, I, I don't know that I anticipated that, you know, it was, it was, it was hard to know. Um, and even like just looking at my notes right now, the other two lines, I don't have them written down in front of me, but you know, Comfer, Skimura, um, Zumwinkle, Coin is in there, Panic. I mean, those guys are contributing and stuff, but I mean, particularly Panic and Coin, I think. Um, and then I don't know whose name I'm forgetting. Um, but uh, like those guys will chip in here and there. Um, but I'm just really, that was my big takeaway from the last game was, holy moly, this Bilka Brandt in Nightline is heating up and Bilka more than anyone is just settling in. And so going into the today, you know, in the previous games, it was like, well, we're on night record watch. Today, I really think it's just like, man, I just want to watch Bilka. I want to watch Bilka, Heisey, Rock. Um, and then, you know, I my, my standard disclaimer, you know, I'm sorry, defenders, I just don't get to watch you guys. I just don't you don't get to appreciate the greatness of the defenders as much, particularly as they don't get, uh, the team doesn't necessarily, um, play any sustained zone time in the D zone, but, uh, you can tell that the, the program is pretty excited about Carolyn Harvey. Um, you know, and, and I think they also feel good about how much they're using all their different defenders. Um, this tournament, you know, last tournament, it was, you know, my God, Megan Keller's ice time is, is off the charts and, and everyone was nervous about that. I think this time it's, if you look at Canada, Jocelyn the Rock's ice time is pretty, pretty high. And um, especially with Ambrose having that lower body injury in the pregame uh, of the tournament against the United States. Um, you know, I, I just think it's Canada that has the question mark about, you know, how tired are their D going to be in the biggest game of the tournament? So, uh, lots of excitement on the American side, you know, in net, I think something that's really, really unfortunate is, um, you know, you get your four group play games, but the Americans don't even really give up shots. Like their last, was it their last game or their last two games? I can't remember. I think I could have been the goalie. Um, I absolutely would have given up some goals, but, um, the United States States scored more goals than they allowed shots on net. Um, so I probably would have given every shot against me would have gone in, but the team still would have won. Like, and, and so I think if you're a goalie geek, like it's, you know, not that fun, you know, it's who cares who's in net. It sounds terrible to say. Um, uh, I was happy to see Frankel on the bench a little bit. Uh, wish she could have gotten more time in the net nonetheless, but, um, you know, it is what it is. 
and and I, I think what it is is a reminder of why we need a viable pro league where we can watch these guys uh, play meaningful games outside of the handful that they get in IIHF tournament um, where there's, you know, maybe some that are non-competitive. Okay, so um, I would be remiss if I didn't talk a little bit about Group B. Watching this tournament is such a... There's kind of a weird feeling associated with it because, you know, you're watching Canada and the United States. I'm in the United States right now. That's where I live. Um, so I get the NH- well, I get the NHL network, and um, they show the United States in the Canada games, okay? That's what they do. Um, and so you're watching blowout after blowout. And then meanwhile, you're kind of following the tournament, and you just can't help but be cognizant of the fact that there's like this good tournament happening over in group B. Um, maybe the games are a little bit uh, more low scoring than I would like, but the games are um, competitive within each other. And um, we're just not seeing any of it. So I think that's a huge bummer, particularly as many, many, many of the players are NCAA players. And so if you follow NCAA, like these are players that you watch or you hear their names, etc. Um, additionally, over on the group B side, we're starting to see tons of, well, not tons, but you're starting to see um, more Canadian and Americans in the coaching ranks. Um, whether that's Carla McLeod and Cassie Scholes coaching Czechia or Delaney Collins um, coaching over on Hungary, you know, um, they're over there, they are growing the game, they are having an impact, there's competitive games at the group B level, they're NCAA players, it's like such a bummer that we don't get to see that tournament. And we're just like, okay, I'm just gonna watch uh, United States beat Switzerland 9 nothing. you know, that's, I, I think that's a little bit of a downer. So um, I'm cognizant of the fact that it costs, um, huge amounts of money to produce these these games um but there's just I'm like there's got to be a way like for example like the group b quarterfinals sorry they're not group b at that point the quarterfinals two of the quarterfinals were not broadcast on on in the nhl network to me that's indefensible if you're broadcasting a tournament it's absurd um those were the two most competitive quarterfinals they should have been broadcast um that's indefensible. And then the group B play in general, I'm like, okay, we're trying to grow the game in all these different ways, right? Like for some of these countries, they come to this tournament, they get their butts kicked. And, um, you know, Joe Blow on Twitter is going to be like, wow, this is not how you grow the game. Even though we all know that is growing the game for those countries. You know, it's a big deal for them to go play um, at the highest level world championship and then take that back to their country and um, use that excitement to grow the game within their country. There's no question that that happens. I, I don't even know if like as an example, does men's soccer in Canada make the World Cup? They might have made it recently or the Olympics. I have no idea. I don't think they do. But even if they made it, they would never be expected to win but yet somehow I feel just like that would create enough buzz in Canada that it would probably grow boys soccer in Canada. Like I, that's just how this stuff works. Um, but the other side of it, so that's, you know, one comment. The other thing um, I think about is when you're trying to grow the game, you're not just trying to grow. Like there's so many different ways that you can grow the game and obviously viewership or even engagement in general is one of them. And so that's why I'm like, um, 
Okay, step one, get the American and Canadian games on TV. TV. Great, you've done that. Um, the, I think the next step is to say, okay, now let's find a way to get the more compelling games on or tell the whole story, you know? And is it going to encourage more little American girls to play hockey if they get to see, I don't know, Czechia versus Finland? I really don't know. But if you put that competitive game on TV in America or make it streamable, um, is it enhancing like the broadcasting product and more normalizing um, getting people to watch girls hockey, sorry, women's hockey in the United States? I think so. Um, I think you should always be trying to advance just not just the player experience, but the fan experience. Um And I think that's like the next obvious thing is to say, okay, maybe we can't get the Group B or the these other quarterfinals on NHL Network, but let's find a way to stream them. And maybe it's not going to be Cheryl Pounder um, and Kenzie Lalonde calling it, but can we find a passionate English-speaking individual um, who might be willing to call this game? I would think you could find such an individual um, in just about any of the countries that host. Um, and alternatively, or you could, you know, send somebody over there and say, you're going to work your butt off for 10 days. You're going to call like so many games. Um, it's it's going to be a skeleton crew. But are you interested? I, I'm like, there's got to be, you have to be able to find a person who would be up for that. Um, I've literally seen such individuals on Twitter being like, yeah, I I would do this for free, you know? So, um, in terms of enhancing the, um, the, the experience of being a fan of women's hockey, I think that's the next obvious thing. Um, you've got this great tournament happening in group B. It is completely silly not to be showing it on, um, showing it in some way to folks in North America, um, you know, particularly as we see that Canada and the United States are on another stratosphere. Like, just the shot differentials, unless something goes um, horrifically wrong, like, they're not statistically going to lose the games. Okay. Um, but now, I do want... So that was my main beef, was just like... Um, you know, I, I think it's, you know, they, they got the, the women on the NHL network. That's a tough channel to get for a lot of people, and it's expensive. But I, I'm like, you know what? That's probably where those games belong. They belong on linear television. Um, and I, I, my guess is it probably does get more eyeballs on NHL network than, it, than, than they would on ESPN+. Plus. Um, so, like, huge kudos. And the TSN production continues to be fantastic. Um, but, you know, not you know, watching these blowouts and just being vaguely aware that there's these fantastic competitive games happening between teams three through, um, what was Czechia ranked? Six coming in. So three through six are playing playing competitive games with each other. And then even six through 10, when it's just group B, they're playing competitive games with each other. And yet, unfortunately, oh, we get, you know, we just get to see the blowouts and be exposed to the buttheads being like, this is not how you grow the game. And, you know, just blah, blah, you know, just jerks being jerks. So that would be my one criticism. Um, But to celebrate what is good, 
um, lots of IHF articles. Like they were published like crazy. Uh, there was a writer named Liz Montroy um, who published so much on the IHF um, website for this tournament. It was wonderful coverage. The Athletic has a beat now. Uh, they've put Haley Salvian on it. I think she's like a national NHL writer and then also the women's hockey writer. Um, that's probably a tough world to live in because you're going to get pulled in multiple directions. Um, but she's doing a really nice job to the surprise of nobody. Um, and, um, another thing that was nice was like when Hillary Knight broke the all time points record, the IHF had it together to put up a montage video. I was like dreading it. I was like, Oh God, is there going to be a montage video? And sure enough, they're like, here you go. They had like a Jersey with her name on it and 87 on the back. Like they were organized. So that was the thing to celebrate. Um, again, the TSN coverage I think is very, very special. Um, you know, when early uh, last week, I think it was, I was seeing, um, they were talking, it was tennis and Nadal was talking about Serena and what do you hope for Serena once she leaves the game? And the guy, he goes, well, I hope she somehow finds a way to stick around tennis because sports are better when the legends stick around after. And I think that is kind of what the TSN production means to me is it gives a way for the legends of women's hockey whom have never been visible enough it gives us viewers a way to see them still connected to the sport um, whether that means Sammy Joe and Tessa and Jaina um, um, actually being part of the broadcast team or whether it's just having a broadcast team that actually puts together a production and says, hey, who are we going to talk to? And then the next thing you know, maybe they're interviewing some other um, women's hockey legend, whether just pick any of them. Um, again, I, you know, it's obviously extremely Canadian-centric. Um, I know Cami Granato has a different job and all this stuff, but like I can think of so many Americans that I would love to hear from as well. Um, but you know, regardless, I, 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 you know, I think that TSN coverage is very special. So there was a lot to celebrate within this tournament and it's not even over yet. We still have, um, the best, the best part of the tournament is yet to come. So let's just talk about what do I think is going to happen in the rest of the tournament. Um, I want to talk about this in the context of the whole is night the greatest of all time um, because that's a conversation that's being had. And like I said, I can't pick a greatest of all time. I don't think one has um, made a definitive case that they are the greatest of all time at this point. Um, yeah, like I'm thinking about it right now and I just, I just don't know. It, it's part of the problem is that the folks from the past, for me, they were not visible. Um, and so my, my, my main focus is pool and versus night. Um, um, here's what I, here's a thought though. Set aside the goat stuff. I, I, who knows? But Canada doesn't look good in this tournament. If Poulin drags them to a gold medal, that is the thing where I'm just like, is it Poulin who's the greatest of all time? That, okay, so maybe I'm not setting it aside. That is the thing. Um, but, uh, whereas the United States, and, and there's been too much of that in Poulin's career where she has to drag them to a gold medal. Um, 
I'm sorry that sounds unfair to the Canadians. Their offense has just never been as, I don't know, potent, historic. Like, they're just, it's a different, they're more of a, like a grind them out physical. I mean, I literally saw someone say, keep it simple, pucks in deep the other day. It was a Canadian. I was a role-playing Canadian, but nonetheless, I was just like, oh, God, no, not this again. Um, so, whereas, so, you know, you, you they played that style um, outside of Beijing. Beijing, they were on, whoo, they were different. Um, whereas, like, Knight has always played sort of in this, you know, this high-octane American offense, right? Just depth for days. Um, but she gets the goals in the big, the big games. So I'm this whole like greatest of all time conversation. I mean, A, let's just sit back and enjoy the hockey that's about to happen. But B, I think tomorrow will give us more fought. Let's just assume it's Canada, USA. It's going to give us more fodder for this conversation. Who is the greatest of all time? Um, I'm pumped. I really hope it's Canada, US tomorrow. That's why I think it's going to happen. I am that person who I don't know if this happens to everyone after a while, but like. I always want Canada to win, but I'm like, I can find good storylines in any outcome. Um, I mean, didn't even touch on it, but like, wouldn't you love to see Megan Mickelson win another gold medal? Um, you know, so, um, I will end on the note that I just want everyone to have fun. Um, cause I know that regardless, it's going to be amazing. Um, it's going to give more fodder for conversation about women's ice hockey and more evidence of the excellence on ice that is the best women's hockey players in the world. Um, so on that note, I will close it off. Um, I got some banana bread baking inside, and I got to settle in, get some more coffee, and watch um, America versus Czechia coming up. Thanks for listening, and hope to talk to you soon. Bye.